Hello and welcome back to the Gridiron Gentleman podcast. We are here to talk about the goings on of week seven. There are no London games this week. There aren't even any games in Germany this week. I don't really know what's happening anymore in life. That's just crazy. However, there's six teams on a bye week, so this should theoretically be a shorter podcast. Please, I, I need some sleep tonight. Let's at least try. Um, so we're going to get through all the games this week. Uh, to do this, we have Phil. Phil, how's it going, buddy? Very good. Thank you, Daniel. How are you? No, I can't complain. I, I mean, I could. I'm not going to. James, how are you? I'm tickety-boo and cock And there's a very good chance that if Alan can stop doing his best mime artist impression, then uh, he might be joining us as well uh, later in the podcast. He's just resetting his computer now. Uh, should we talk about the game? What happened last night between the Jags and the Saints? Jags win 31-24. to Um. Saints had a chance to tie it or even take the lead, if not for Foster Moreau uh, dropping the ball. And, uh, I felt quite sad. Foster Moreau's obviously been through quite a lot there. Uh, I thought that scoreline flattered the Saints massively. Um, they had a chance to win that game on several occasions, and Derek Carr was too busy throwing the ball 20 feet past the sideline uh, and then blaming his receivers for not jumping in the air to catch it. Um. For me, this highlighted the problems the Saints have in the next few years. Um, they're not just over the cap next year. They are over the cap in 2025. Um, they're the only team that's over the cap in 2025 at the moment. So like, if you look at the fact that there are teams that are over the cap next year, all of those teams are massively under for 2025 because they've got, you know what we're not doing much this year? Spending money. Let's spend it all now and get ourselves lower under the cap for 2025 the saints have just pushed everything down the road uh can cam jordan i think set to earn like 19 million in 2025 he'll be 37 um he might even be older than that thinking about it the saints are a train wreck as far as i'm concerned and i am now slightly enjoying coming basically everyone that's come up to me and said the salary cap's a myth i'm just it's not the saints it's me enjoying how wrong they are about that. So yeah, I quite like the Saints, but it's it's just not. So it doesn't seem to be working, does it? Really? What do you think, James? You watched the game as well, I'm assuming. I did watch the game, and um, my biggest takeaway was that actually, for the first, like, I think it was about the first 18 minutes of that game, the Jags did their absolute best to, to hand the game to the Saints on a silver platter. It's unreal, but. Missed field goal, stalling mm. in the red zone. Um, spe- uh, both teams had some catastrophically hilarious special teams screw ups, mm-hmm. and just it, it. And if the Saints had been replaced with a competent team, um, it should have been easily been 21-7 by the end of the first quarter. But yeah. that, the Saints' offense just couldn't. It just. It just. It looked very, very condensed and seemed to just operate within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage for mm. so long, so much of that game. And it just felt like there was a period that lasted six to last a whole quarter where it was just like Derek Carr's dropping back to pass. Oh, the offensive line is collapsing. And yep, 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 yep. That's Alvin Kamara, five yards downfield. And Alvin is, uh, yep, two extra yards. Yep. There you go. How, many, how many passes behind the line of scrimmage were there on third down? And not in a this is a um, cleverly worked out scheme kind of way. This is it was more in a 
this is my desperate checkdown kind of way. It was, and it was kind of so. This this kind of is the problem with Derek Carr, right? Hmm. So for those of you who remember twenty sixteen, Derek Carr, hmm. who was the devil may care MVP candidate who snapped his leg. Um, he he's a, he's a good deep ball thrower. Yeah, but he just doesn't, and he was behind an offensive line that was just. I think they had Cesar Ruiz a tackle. Yeah, and I don't know who was in for Trevor Penning, but because I, I I never got around to finding it out. But all I know was that the left tackle was on skate most of the game, and that pocket got really tight really quickly. And they made they made the Jags look like the 2015 Broncos. Yeah. It was, yeah, and he was just checking it down, checking it down, checking it down. And I still don't think that AC joint is completely healed mm. <laughs> either. He just looks spooked most of the game. Yeah, that's yeah, my I agree. Opinion. This is optimistic here, but we're going to try it. Alan, did you watch the Saints game last night? I watched the game in 40 this morning. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was just a little moment because Alan, Alan spoke and I heard his voice. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I th- yeah, I thought I thought the Jags would win. Um, and the Saints obviously kept it competitive. They had a chance to win at the end and that just that inexplicable dropped pass in the end zone. But um Yeah, I, I don't know who would have thought in a, halfway, even halfway through last season, who would have thought if someone had said the Jags and the Lions are potentially two of the best teams in the NFL, that would just be like they would have thought you were from some bizarro universe. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine going back even three years and saying I know but, it's um, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Jags, um, Jags look good on offense. Um, they're rolling. They're rolling. Uh, yeah, I, I think a better Derek Carr missed some throws. I think they could have been a better a better quarterback or a better offensive unit might have exposed them on defense just a little bit. Mm. But se- certainly they're but yeah, they're absolutely rolling on offense and they're racking up the wins and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be there or thereabouts. Well, look out for the Jags um before the trade deadline looking for a pass rusher, I reckon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um I think they desperately need one because Trayvon Walker's not really worked out. So yeah, should we find one? Phil, you didn't watch the game, did you, yet? So I did not, but from the sound of it, I shouldn't bother. I loved it, personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think during the off-season, we'll, we'll dig into the Saints' cap, salary cap situation again. I think every season, we should just do one pod, which is like, what are they doing? But yeah. Okay, this week's games. Let's kick off with one of the best teams in the NFL, the Detroit Lions visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams got wins last week. One team looked considerably more together than the other team. The Ravens seem to either, when they get wins, I don't feel confident about them still, if that makes any sense. Like they still don't look, even though they dominated the Titans last week, it felt like they could lose that at any point. And then the Steelers, they did just let back in the game to lose the game. The Detroit Lions, however, are just on fire at the moment. Offense looks good. Defense looks good. And every week they seem to take a step forward and try something a little bit different. For me, this seems like it's going to be a fairly one-sided affair, but I would love to know what you guys think. What do you guys reckon? Um, 
Jared Goff seems to have refound some of that confidence he had in his early Rams days. Yeah, you know, in that Super Bowl, not the, the team that got to the Super Bowl with him, mm. the QB. He looks more that Jared Goff than yep. Jared Goff like the two seasons after, where he was clearly sort of struggling for confidence um, and not playing his best football. So I, I, I have faith in the Lions here in that respect because. I do think their offense is working really, really well. The defense has improved mm-hmm. on last year, which was the, the sort of the big struggle is that they could score points, but they would give up a lot of points. Um, the Ravens make hard work of everything. Yeah. The one thing I will say in their favor is they won't go down easily. You're very rarely going to see a Baltimore Ravens team get blown out because they're just not wired that way. They won't mm. let you do that. So I don't know if the Lions are going to blow them out of the building here. I think it will be mm-hmm. – I think the Lions will win comfortably. It will just look closer than – the scoreline is going to look closer than the game actually is. Yeah, I agree. That absolutely makes sense. Would you reckon, Adam? Yeah, I, I think it could be a quite a close game. I don't imagine it'll be overly one-sided, but I do think the Lions are definitely the more complete team and have the edge, and, yeah. and they should probably win. The Ravens, the Ravens under Jim Harbaugh, um, sorry, John Harbaugh, um, and yeah. the Ravens have always been a tough team to beat. But as as Phil said, they're they're, they're making they're <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, frog my throat. They're making it hard on themselves. They're 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 scrambling for wins rather mm-hmm. than. Rather than beating teams convincingly, and you know the um, the one knock on the Ravens actually, I think, is Lamar Jackson has looked a lot better as a passer this season, but he's not yeah. been helped by his wide receivers. The, the drops against the Titans were were silly. It's um, two weeks in a row. Two, yeah, two weeks in a row. I so yeah, no, I, I, de- I definitely think the Lions have the edge. That the Lions are rolling. It's been such a big turnaround. Uh, I'm really impressed with what they're showing. Um, particularly on both sides of the ball. It will be interesting to see. I know, obviously, there was a, all the hype around the the, the Jameer Gibbs pick at the start of, in, in the draft, uh, and they've actually not used them all that much. So they've, the, David Montgomery's been solid. Um, he's been a key piece of what they're doing on offense. So um, I think I, I was just... I, was, I don't know if Montgomery's going to play or not. He's out. He's out. He's more, yeah, he's definitely out, yeah. No. Yeah, so they, they were either way, they were talking about Jameer Gibbs having to take the lion's share of the of the workload mm-hmm. from the running back position. So yeah. that could be good for them because he look he looks like he does look like a good player, he looks electric. Um yeah. but for whatever reason they've just not been involving him as much. Well, probably because they don't have to if you got David Montgomery doing what he's doing, but it'll be interesting from that point of view mm. as well. James, what do you reckon? We'll get some scores. So um, David David Montgomery's out, and it looks like Craig Reynolds will also be out. Mm-hmm. So Jameer Gibbs will be expected to start start as RB one, and they're going to have to um, elevate um, a couple of players from the practice squad. Mm-hmm. I think it's Mohammed Ibrahim and oh, I forget the name yet. But yes, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to that. Um, just one quick word of note: um, one. Mr. Aidan Hutchinson mm. Mm. Uh, currently leads the league in pressures on true pass sets. No one has more pressures on true drop back. Interesting. Pass sets. No yeah. one, not even Miles Garrett. Miles mm. Garrett has more pressures total if you count RPOs and screens. But on true drop back pass sets, no one has more than Aidan Hutchinson. He has 30. The next nearest person is Michael Parsons with 26. Interesting. Well done, Aidan. 
definitely. Uh, where are you going scores wise with this one, James? Uh, I am going to go. I think it's going to be close. Uh, hmm. Lions twenty-one, Ravens seventeen. Nice, Alan. I was just thinking something very similar, actually. Mm. Yeah, 23 17 lines. Nice. Phil? <laughs> very similar again. Uh, Lions 24, Ravens 17. <laughs> well, I'm going to be different. I'm still going to go for the Lions, obviously. I'm not an idiot. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 17 to 14 to the Lions. Okay, next up, all oh, the battle of the backups AOC versus T Bag. Let's go, guys. We have the Raiders at the Bears. The game that we've all been waiting for. Uh, Tyson Bajant's going to be looking like he's a, well, he is definitely playing instead of Justin Fields. I think it is, I know, is it actually Brian Hoyer? Hoyer. It's going to be Hoyer, more isn't places. it? Sorry. Yeah. Hoyer playing for the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> Even I don't Ugh. want to spend longer than two minutes talking about this game. I'll be honest. And okay. I support one of the teams. So, like, it's, yeah. I mean, for the one thing I'll say is I will be waiting with popcorn. For all the people that have been saying that Bajan actually should be playing instead of Justin Fields, completely unironically. That's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Bears yeah. fans are an interesting breed. So yeah, um, Max Crosby might eat him alive. Mm. We might just see Max Crosby picking bits of it. Bears, Bears are moving their offensive line around again, and in case anyone saw last time, that's gotten them to the point where they're so dizzy that two of them tackled each other. So it's. Um, oh, I saw. It's as fuck. It was. It was just embarrassing. Like, um, but they both. Lock, they both locked on. Like for a moment, it was, yeah. they actually believed that they were meant to be blocking one another. Yeah, it was the but fact that both of them oh, did it. Oh, they man. didn't immediately go. Oh no, wrong person. No, they held it for a whole second. Yeah, like it didn't register with them. Yeah, whilst um, and the pass rusher uh, actually got through as well. So you know. I think it's it a very real possibility that Max Crosby is the single difference maker in this game um, for me. Yeah, yeah, I think he could, yeah, because the Raiders aren't a lot better, no, but they have better players in important areas that will make a difference, like Max Crosby. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to get through that offensive line probably at a walking pace pick up the quarterback and then sort of go full Bane and just snap his back over his knee and then dump <laughs> him on the floor um, well, you'd have saying that I don't know he is Chicago's reckoning you would hope Bajan's been learning some tricks from his dad though and like if he sees Max Crosby coming just grab him by the hand like like this like lock thumbs and then just like push him to the ground with that amazing uh, arm wrestling ability. And everyone's seen this? James put it up as well, that his dad, Tyler Bajan, mm. is, is... Travis Bajan yeah. is a pro Travis arm Bajan, wrestler. Yeah. He's considered to be one of the faces that is meant to be on the Mount Rushmore of the sport yeah. of arm wrestling. It's like the Tom Brady of um, arm wrestling, yeah. I do have some other Tyson Bajan facts in my Tyson Bajan fact pack. Okay, um, we're going to do this instead of it foregoing actually reviewing this game. So, yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, fact pack. Okay, he was yeah. my QB14. 
yeah. draft process. Um, <laughs> he holds the NCAA all-time record, actually, with 159 passing touchdowns in five years. Um, he holds the Division II all-time passing yards record with 17,034, a 69.9% completion percentage nice. yeah. across five years. Um, he also threw hilariously through the game ending pick in the senior bowl. And also, he's the 29th starting quarterback the Bears have started since 2000. Did you know that if you count back 29 quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers, you make it all the way back to 1958? Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to counteract that fact with the fact that they had two for 32 years. Okay. So, like, that counts. Then, that's, that's an exaggeration. But, like, it's they had two for a significant amount of that time. They also had Don Mikowski for like four years, who was really good. Yeah. And Lynn Dickey, who was pretty good. But mm. um, in 1958, 29 quarterbacks ago, the starter for the Packers was one Joseph Charles Nakayana Pineapple Francis. This particularly racist nickname was basically just because he was from Hawaii. Wow. Anyway, let's get some scores. Go. Let's get some scores. <laughs> Alan, what do you reckon? Um, hmm? Name three Raiders. Oof, that high scoring, huh? Yeah. Um, Phil, what do you reckon? I've been slightly more optimistic. I've gone for a Raiders win 18-10. Okay. James? Raiders 2, Chicago Bears 0. So I'm going for the Bears <laughs> winning 48 to nothing. Let's go. Um, kind of giving up taking it seriously. Uh, and next up, we have the Browns and the Colts. Um, the Cleveland Browns, I think, are without Deshaun Watson again. Good. Scumbag. Let's miss another one. And then the Colts, obviously, are without Anthony Richardson. This is another backup game. Um, apparently, PJ, Watson, yeah, yeah. apparently, Watson was back thrown in practice yesterday or today or something. So there's there's a chance he plays, but I don't, I don't know how mm. realistic it is. Yeah. Uh, PJ Walker played last week and was instrumental in beating the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. So there's that. And they're up against an Indianapolis Colts team led by Gardner Minshew. I think the Browns defense is one of the best in the league last week, at least. That seems to change on a weekly basis, to be honest with you. But it's, I think they are legit. Yeah. And I think as much as I do quite like Gardner Minshew, I don't think he stands much of a chance in this one. Uh, What do you guys reckon? What do you reckon, Alan? You can kick us off with this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, this um, Brown's defence is not just good. It's one of the best defences we've seen in a decade or so in the NFL, mm-hmm. I think, um, numbers-wise, and just how they've been able to shut teams down. Uh, it was a real statement I, doing that to the 49ers last mm-hmm. week um, because obviously they're incredibly hard to shut down. I know I know there was a couple of injuries there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, and... Yeah, Gardner Minshew's done 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 well when he's come in, but has he faced a defence that's anywhere near on this level of Cleveland? I don't think so. Mm. You know, you've got Miles Garrett, you've got um yeah, there's there's all all the strength is is in the Cleveland defence. And if PJ Walker comes in and is adequate mm. on offense, you know, they've got weapons like Amari Cooper, they've got Kareem Hunt back who's taken taking them um, stepping in for Nick Chubb. So I just think there's more upside um in Cleveland. I think if Anthony Richardson was in the game, it would be a different story because he is a playmaker. Um but it's going to be it's going to be a, going to be a tough out for um for Indianapolis, definitely. I agree. 
Uh, what do you reckon, James? Last week um, versus the Jags, um, Gardner Minshew came very close to setting a record for PFF with mm-hmm. most turnover-worthy plays in a game. He had seven, wow. that's, that's seven throws that were um, worthy of creating a turnover or did create a turnover. Mm-hmm. He was lucky that only seven of those he only got three picks, um, and it appears that he was throwing turnover-worthy throws, whether he was clean or under pressure. Mm. And he's going to be under pressure in this one. So going, yeah, he's going to be absolutely... Look, if, mm. if they can do what they did to the Niners last week, mm. then uh, I, I don't know that Gardner Minshew is not just going to run away screaming. <laughs> I, I don't know that this offense has anything like what it takes to protect Gardner Minshew yeah. from the onslaught that's about to come. I mean, we've still got um, French and Fries on that offensive line. I think Ron Kelly might be back. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. Let me double check. Yep. Uh, Alice says he's back. Um, so that's at least something, I suppose. But I'm not holding out much hope for this at all. No, it's me not, neither. Not good. Not good. Well, before we get the scores... I hope the Colts decapitate somebody for the Browns. I'll tell you what, you can give us your score first then. How about that? Okay, yeah. Uh, Browns, zero, Colts, ten. Nice one, Phil. Because I am unbiased and have no hatred, honest. Honest, Uh, I don't. Alan? (laughs) Um, Browns, 20, Colts, ten. Nice. James? 17 calls nothing. Wow. Browns 24 Colts. Yeah, I'm going 10 as well. Mm. Uh, unsurprisingly, Phil, you got a little bit of a ruse there, potentially. So, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. We have the Bills at the Patriots. Buffalo Bills oh. looked pretty average against the New York Giants last week, which was slightly concerning. They still won the game, so they're winning games ugly, much like the Chiefs are winning games ugly. They're up against a Patriots team that looks incredibly out of sorts. Uh, and if the latest rumours are to be believed, Robert Kraft is already saying that Bill Belichick is not beyond firing, apparently. How are you feeling about this one then, Alan, being our resident Patriots fan? I'm dead inside. Oh, yeah. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. It's taken a while, but, uh, but, but welcome mean- to the party. I mean, any any spark of hope that I had in the first few games of the season has just been completely extinguished. Um, yeah. And we're wasting a really good defence because we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot in the offence. Either we, either we come out and don't play well or when we do start moving the ball, the penalties moves us back. <clears throat> you know, Mac Jones... Mac Jones is not the sole problem in New England. He's not. But some of the throws he's made the last few weeks have just been indefensible. Like that that turnover, um, that partic- the interception particularly last week, he, he now has more interceptions than touchdowns, seven versus five. So he's not helping himself. No. And I don't know if it's the pressure, but if, because he knows the efficiencies um, in the offensive line, he's trying to cover for it, or, or if it's because it's just spooked him. Either way, um, but and when he finally did make probably one of his best throws of the season to give us a chance to go down and score the winning points, Parker just flat out drops it 
I mean, that throw was on the money and Parker dropped it mm. and were, what, 15 yards away from the, the winning field goal uh, if he catches that. There's just nothing There's just nothing going right. And I, I don't know why. Um, yeah, uh, I, similar to yourself, Dan, Patriots, there's been Patriots fans who have been clamouring for Bailey Zapp or even Malik Cunningham to start, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no one's going to come in and do a good job behind this offensive line, but Mac Jones does need to do better and not exacerbate the problem at times. Um, Bills have had a number the last, you know, basically since Tom Brady left. We've not been competitive in any games against the Bills except that one where there was the freak weather and we threw three passes and ran the ball 94 times. Um, Maybe just because of what's happened the last few weeks, I just, I just, I don't, I don't see us winning many games between now and the end of the season, especially not against good teams like the Bills. Even they are out of sorts, yeah. And I'm slightly concerned about the Bills. You know, I, I talked to, him, I talked in preseason how I was slightly concerned about the Bills, and mm. um, maybe, maybe, maybe been able to sustain a level they've had, but they've, they've got enough in their locker to beat us. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, Phil, what do you reckon? Yeah, the, the problem you have with Mac Jones is that he's not a good enough quarterback to overcome the offensive shortcomings in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has limitations, which are fairly clear. Uh, he's, you know, he's not physically super gifted, so he can't necessarily move around behind a bad offensive line. It's not like he's some elusive QB who can escape all that pressure and then launch a decent pass. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he kind of needs a bit of protection in that respect. And the the lack of receiving talent is starting to really, really show as well. Yeah. Um the Bills they they won a couple of games quite convincingly, uh, with big games from their defense, but they are struggling a bit with injury, so I don't know if that's had a bit of an impact the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um it's it's it, it's made them sort of slow down a bit, but they're still good enough to beat bad teams, which I think is going to see them through here. They beat the Giants. Yeah, it wasn't super pretty or convincing, but they're still good enough to beat teams like that. Mm. And I think this is going to be a very similar kind of affair. It won't be pretty, but they'll probably get out of there with the win and move on with their lives and hope for some less injuries for next week. Yeah, makes sense. James, what do you reckon? Offensively, Patriots really need to find a way to get Mac Jones' confidence back. His fundamentals yeah. are falling apart. His, his, his base is awful. His lower half is just completely out of whack. He's no longer throwing with anticipation. He's looking to confirm throws. It's taking too long. He's creating pressure for himself. He literally looks like he's just lost. Yeah. He's in his third offense in three consecutive years as well. And I am really... The move to, to Patricia last year appears to have absolutely stymied any potential for him. I, I just see a quarterback that's left. I, I, would, I would just pull him now because it is just even the basics, the fundamentals are just falling apart. He, yeah. He's not seeing things. But um, on the flip side, um, I do just think that um, the Bills-Giants game is just yeah. one of those games. I, yeah. don't think it, it, I don't think that's the Bills. No, I me mean neither. It's the Bills. But um, 
it will be interesting though to see how Kyrie Elam handles this week because he hasn't mm. been amazing in replacement for Tredavious White. And Kyrie Elam is a guy who actually, as a draft prospect, had all the right tools that you need to be a successful yeah. corner down the road. Really did. I haven't seen any real limited development yet. But hopefully he'll learn the hard way. But also, the other positive thing is um, another game of Von Miller back. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit rusty last week, but still not terrible, not too bad. Um, he absolutely... I, I, look, the guy is, is, is closer to 40 than he is to 30, right? Yeah. But he made Evan Neal look like he was standing still Yeah. <laughs> on plays. And Evan Neal is an athlete, yeah. you know, with a little breath in the middle. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty confident the Bills will yeah. destroy. Where are you going scores-wise, then? Uh, Bills 42, Patriots 10. Ugh. Okay. Uh, I'm also going for the Bills. Uh, probably not as high scoring, 34 to 17, but yeah. Uh, Phil? Uh, I'm also going for the Bills, definitely not as high scoring, uh, 21 to 15. And Alan? Yeah, I'll go Bills 28 13. Nice. If you'd have said one to one of these teams is three and three, one of these teams is one and five, and we're talking about the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. I dare say we'd imagine it was the other way around. However, Sam Howell is lining it up for the Commanders. Their defense is playing particularly well. And the Giants are, well, they've just been playing like trash. Let's be honest. Daniel Jones is not playing as himself. They're wide receivers. They still don't really have many of them, to be honest with you. Uh, And it's just not coming together for this Giants team. It's not working out. Their offensive line's bad as well, which is not helping. And it's not looking good for them. I think personally, they're about to get smoked in this one as well. Uh, James, what do you reckon? Uh, I don't know. I think I think these might give it, this game might be really interesting. Mm. I don't think you will see two quarterbacks that sack themselves more often. <laughs> yeah, fair. St- statistically, I can back this up as well. Okay, on pressure dropbacks, Sam Howell owns twenty four percent of the pressure. Literally, he creates twenty four percent of his own pressure himself. Mm. Daniel Jones, it's nineteen percent. Those are high, high numbers. So literally, yeah. this this is going to be brutal. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's going to be some epic bed shitting. Um, but yeah, I think that the Commanders are going to have the advantage because when Sam Howell isn't soiling the bed, he does a impersonation of a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Passable. Yeah. The possible NFL gods back, definitely. Yeah. Phil, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, the Giants have, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but mm. they have definitely not lived up to the expectations that some of us definitely had for them. Uh, a part of that is obviously the Saquon Barkley injury, which, yes, he is back from, but <laughs> as I can attest, due to my own history of ankle sprains, ankle sprains are a bitch to try and come back from, mm-hmm. especially at a position where you need to change quick direction as quickly as he does. So he may be back, but he definitely won't be back back as of yet. Um, the defense hasn't been great, which is 
also a bit concerning because there is talent at least on the Giants' defense, but it just hasn't really come together as such this season. Whereas the Commanders, they've looked shaky in parts, but they look like they've kind of got some of the potential that they had together because they've got you know they, when you look at like the receivers they've got in Dotson and um, Scary Terry, plus the running talent, plus the defensive. You know, front is should be pretty good. It's sort of coming together. It's it's not sort of it, it's not good. It's the cohesion there yet. It's not quite come together as quickly as probably they would have liked. But there are signs that it's kind of getting there. And they're they're, they're definitely more a a more put together unit at the minute than the Giants. Or so the Giants look a shambles currently. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, I went and got a drink. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, this is, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go with this one. It's this confusing one. Alan, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah. Uh, is, it, is it not going to be Tyler Taylor rather than Daniel Jones? Is, uh, it is going to be Tyler Taylor. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 <gasps> of course. Gosh. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, they, they, they looked slightly more functional with Tyrod Taylor mm. against the Bills, but that's not really saying very much, to be honest. Um, I don't really know if I've got, uh, yeah, I don't really know if I've got much to add to this. Um, yeah, Washington, I think, have been performing way above expectations. Um, mm. Not necessarily expectations, but based on, you know, we expected them to be better than they were last season, and they weren't, and mm. now they're playing more to that level. Um, the Giants, Giants relied a lot on their defense last season, and Daniel Jones just doing enough to keep them in games. Whereas mm-hmm. that's that's not necessarily happened this season. So, I think barring a barring a meltdown from Washington on offense, then I think yeah they'll they, they should come out on top. Where are you going scores wise then? Scores wise, let's go twenty three ten. Washington. James? Yeah, I guessed. Um, 28-17 to the Commanders. Okay, and Phil? Uh, I'm also going for a Washington win 12-7. to seven. Some boring games this week in uh, your world, Phil. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I, hope, I hope you're wrong. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling you won't be, but... Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah. I, sorry, Dan, can I just say there was yeah. one thing I forgot to say when we were yeah. talking about Patriots Bills game. The Patriots had 20 players on their injury report this week. How? Yeah. How? How do you do that? <laughs> bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Right. Next. Oh, my God. Next up, uh, we have um, Falcons and Buccaneers. I looked down that the list of games. Oh, no, there's one that's better. There is the one that's definitely better. It's up there, though, this one. Falcons still have a reasonably explosive offense, If, despite the fact that Desmond Ritter is def- desperately trying to make them look boring. Um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are kind of rolling on offense at the moment. Uh, Baker Mayfield is one of the most productive quarterbacks in the league right now, and the defense is playing particularly well. This could be a fun game. I personally think the Bucs are probably going to take it because I think the Bucs are 
a better put together team. But I am curious. Phil, take the lead on this one. What, how, how do you feel about this one? We've been getting good Baker. We are getting Which is actually Baker. mildly concerning because eventually we're going to get implosion Baker. But the longer we can put that <laughs> off, um, the better for, well, Will's sanity more than anything <laughs> else. Good point. Yeah. Um, it, it's been almost like sort of early years Browns Baker that we've mm. been getting there, which is it's nice to see because despite his sort of weird mindset, I don't actually mind him as a player. Mm. Um, the Falcons, yeah, Desmond Ritter, I think you put it quite well, he's desperately trying to make them look boring. Yeah, He's, just, he's not very good. No, he's not very good. He's not very good. He's very limited. Mm. And the, not only is he limited, but he is also unable to make any good plays of any kind. He's not even able to be like adequate. He's just bad. I think I'll say what I said last week. I think we've seen the best he can possibly play. Which is like a third string quarterback. It's not good. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. No. I, it's not working. I, 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 I can only assume that Taylor Heineke's, I don't know, killed somebody and is they're covering <laughs> it up apparently or something. It's the only reason. It's the only reason I can think for not benching Desmond Ritter right now. It's the only and reason explanation. Yeah, yeah. Is it Taylor Heineke has secretly murdered somebody and they're just trying to cover it all up and keep his name out of the headlines so it doesn't look like they've done anything <laughs> well, wrong? Well, no, because because you still start murderers in the NFL. <laughs> Oh. This is sadly true. Sorry, he probably punched Arthur Smith's cat or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That might be it. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Mm. No, you're good. What do you reckon, though, James? About this one. Ah, uh, the Desmond Ridder lottery. So you know he was boring for like three weeks, and then he had that game against Houston where it was mm. like, oh wow. 37 pass attempts mm. and he didn't throw a pick clocked up 300 yards nearly 9 yards per attempt well clearly he, he rode this wave of confidence into the last game he played and then soiled the bed mm. um, <laughs> so Desmond needs to get back in his boring box and stay boring because that way he does less damage um, but I'm with Phil so Bacon Mayfield's a child right mm. and yeah. when he wins it's like it's like a, a sweet child that you really root for, yeah? Mm. And when it's bad Baker, he's a brat. Um, and that's what it is. But I really, really <laughs> am a fan of good Baker. Good, good, good Baker is a guy I mm. can absolutely get behind, right? Yep, definitely. So, um, I think the story for me is how sneaky good the Falcons' defense is. Um, it's like... Mm. Just it's just a testament to like the quality of Jesse Bates and how good he is as a player. He's been amazing. Really and is. I have to give the Falcons. Mm. Yeah, and Jeff Okuda is playing like a badass. Yeah, and I never thought I'd say that. Uh, David Onyemata is just just a different person, and it's just such a a really good defense. And I think they keep they will keep them in almost any game, and I think. The offensive interior for the Bucks gives me enough concern that I'm kind of tempted the other way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Kind of. Interesting. Kind of tempted. I also think that the Falcons' corners match up quite well with the Ram, the Bucks receivers. Mm. 
That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good point. Would you reckon, Alan? Yeah, I, th I think the Falcons have been winning games in spite of Desmond Ritter and relying yeah. on their defence and <clears throat> being able to run the ball really, really effectively. Mm. As much as we were bigging up the commanders a lot a wee minute ago, the Falcons had chances to win. The Falcons kept getting the ball back and had two chances to win that game and Ritter threw an interception both times. So... A team like the Bucks, where they're really solid defensively, particularly against the run, where you're going to potentially again have to make Ridders, Ridders maybe going to have to go out and make some plays to win the game. Um, it's a tough ask given where they are at the moment. Um, the Falcons have the games the Falcons have won was against a bad Panthers team against the Green Bay, who had a really bad week that week, a really off week. And it was the, the Texans who have markedly improved. Um, I, you look at the matchups across the field, and I think, yeah, if we get good Baker, as Phil says, mm -hmm. then then I think that'll be the difference. You know, the, both both teams have quite, have quite good defences. So who's, which quarterback's going to make the fewest mistakes? Mm -hmm. Or and or make the few clutch throws to to keep drives alive is is what's going to be the difference and make it a lot more than trust Desmond Ritter. Yeah, makes sense. I am with you in this one. I, I think it does come down to I think whoever whoever's quarterback that sounds pretty stupid. If one of these quarterbacks needs to play well for for one of these teams to win, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's more of a chance that it's Baker than it is Ridder, which is why I'm going to go for the Bucks. I think there's more talent on the Bucks team as well. I do agree. I think the cornerbacks and the wide receivers match up quite nicely in favour of the Bucks, in favour of the the, the um, uh, Falcons. But I still think the Bucks are going to take it. Just uh, let's go twenty-seven to twenty-four to the Bucks. James, you cemented your opinion? No, I haven't. I said I was thinking about it. Mm. My actual opinion is that um, the Falcons are surprisingly not great at running the ball. Yeah. When you actually look at the underlying numbers, and that bothers me, and the quarterback is not good. Um, so I'm going to pick the Bucks as well. Bucks 27, Falcons 21. Uh, Alan? Bucks 24-17. Okay, and Phil. Uh, I've gone for a Bucks win, twenty-nine to twenty. Okay, clean sweep for the Bucks. Next up, with the Steelers visiting the Rams, the Steelers have been surprisingly disappointing, and the Rams have been surprisingly good this year. I foresee this game going in one direction, which is that the Rams, I think, are probably going to be the favourites in this one. So take it. Would you reckon, though, James? How do you see this one going? Um, I, I, oh gosh, hmm. um, yeah. Steelers offensive line versus Rams defensive line. Hmm. That's not great. That's not nope. a great matchup at all. That's an awful matchup. Yeah, you know that's that's the, that's like the kind of thing that will absolutely paralyze a Matt Canada offense. Hmm. Um, 
particularly if they if they are in obvious passing situations, that's not going to be great. No. That's that that's a recipe for disaster for a quarterback who, when he is under pressure, is the skittish factor goes up to twelve, not even eleven. It's like mm. and you know. The last time we saw him, he was throwing YOLO balls to George Pickens down the sideline and chimping his way to victory. I, I don't know if that's happened this week. This is, it's not really a realistic expectation, I don't think, because this is like this is Aaron Donald, and this is just DJ. Is DJ Turner? Hmm. Yeah, and it's just like a, a defense that is better than the sum of its parts, and. I look at that offensive line for the Steelers and I just don't see how it's going to happen. No. Um, although Deontay Johnson's healthy again. That's, that might be... That is a good point. Something. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just not... It's Matt Canada is the first problem they need to solve. Yeah. Okay? Until they do, they won't be able to score points. Worth, me- worth mentioning as well that Byron Young's having a very good season so far as well mm-hmm. for the Rams. Which is going to be a problem for for the Steelers in this one, Alan? What do you reckon? Yeah, I struggle to see how the Steelers are going to score enough points to outscore the Rams in this yeah. one. The Rams have been <clears throat> the Rams have got some of their mojo back on offense, um, and the games the Rams have lost have been against very good teams, and they've been competitive in those games. So, you know, they, they've not had any really really bad losses as such. Mm. Um, the one bright the one bright spot for the Steelers is that TJ Watts on pace for 27 sacks if he keeps this up, which is which would be incredible. Mm. Um but I get I, yeah, I guess there's 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 too many other matchups in favor of the Rams, I think. Uh, mm. it's it's going to be tough sledding for the Steelers unless they somehow magically have a turnaround on offense and and can and can move the ball down the field and and, and can score. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it could be it could be a rough night for them this one. Phil, where do you reckon you're going with this one? Yeah, I'm definitely leaning Rams. Yeah. Um it helps having a healthy Matthew Stafford. Good point. Uh, yeah. behind centre, because whilst he isn't a Hall of Fame quarterback, no, he's he not at least a very good quarterback. Hall of very good quarterback, yeah. He is a Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Um and Pukunakua and Cooper Cup are mm. that's a surprisingly elite wide receiver duo. I yeah. don't think, I don't know if that was what we expected coming out this season, but it definitely seems to be what's happening. Um, which is going to, I mean, the Steelers' strength is obviously their defense, but that's mostly because their offense is so poorly run yeah. more than anything else. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to see, I think, as uh, Adam pointed out, just, just where the Steelers are going to get the points from to, to stay with Stafford and Puka and Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams are just too much of a well put together team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just can't see it going any other way. Personally, I've gone for the Rams. Uh, pretty high scoring, 31 to 17. Do you reckon, Phil? Uh, I reckon the Steelers defense can keep them a bit closer. Mm-hmm. So I've gone for a Rams win, uh, 22 to 16. Excellent. Alan? <coughs> Let's go for the Rams 20s. 
7-14. Okay. And James? All praise Cooper Cup um, mm-hmm. and Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams 27, Steelers 10. Sneaky fun game next. We have the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seattle Seahawks have been decent, if not a little unconvincing. Might be how I would describe them. Sorry, Phil. Uh, yeah. the, Ar- the Arizona Cardinals have given a few teams a few bloody noses before they've then gone on to be a bit, then gone on to be stomped. Cards have won a game, but they've lost five. Seahawks have a winning record at the moment, but I do think the C- the Cardinals give the Seahawks a little bit of a run for their money. What do you reckon, Phil? Uh, Gino wasn't particularly great last week. Mm. Um, he definitely struggled against the Bengals. That was a big reason why we <laughs> we ended up losing that one. Um, that pass rush was getting to him. like There was a phase yeah, where was getting to him every time. I know Charles Cross was back, but I don't think um, Abraham's was. Abraham's was. No, Abraham Lucas. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was back. Mm. So I, th- I think the offensive line is still not at a hundred percent. Um, which I think is why we, we, we saw a slightly less confident Gino back there. Yeah. If you can give give him just a little bit more time, he's mm. much much better. It makes a huge difference for him. Yeah. Um. The running game's still pretty good because Kenneth Walker has been playing really well. Charbonnet's not been bad as a rookie. No, yeah, agreed. Um, the defense actually has been decent. Yeah, uh, we we held the Bengals. Was the Bengals started well, but then we sort of slowed them right down. But admittedly, that Bengals offense hasn't been completely functional yet this year. No, not I think we're going to. I think. Generally speaking, the Seahawks are going to probably beat most of the teams they should beat, but probably lose to a lot of the better teams in the league this year. Because just they're a little bit, we're a little bit short mm. uh, up front defensively still, and until we get our offensive line back to full strength, it just it just means that Geno's just a little bit rushed, and he yeah. just hasn't got that time to find Tyler and DK and. Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and get the ball to those guys. Yeah. Efficiently. It ends up all being a bit rushed and him just making slightly sort of dodgy passes, isn't it? Against a team like the Bengals, that's gonna that's gonna come back to haunt you somewhat. Whereas against the cards, they're not as talented. They work hard, yeah. but they're not as talented as the mm-hmm. Bengals. So he'll probably have a little bit more time, so he should look a bit more comfortable back there. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. That absolutely makes sense. Uh, James, what do you reckon? Aid, the Seahawks-Cardinals matchup, there hasn't been a single game where there's been a difference of more than 10 points between the two teams. Ooh. The wow, I did not, know that. did not know that. Yeah, the last time the margin of victory was larger than 10 points was 22nd of December 2019. Yeah. When the Cardinals beat the Seahawks 27 13. Hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I digress. And oh, by the way, Seattle lead the series overall 25 22 and 1. Um, but um, yeah, apparently Kyler Murray is um, designated for return in the next three weeks. Yeah, I saw that. So, uh, I wonder if it's because Josh Dobbs is doing too well. Um, 
Ops is going to get traded away. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, the Cardinals are plucky and hmm. there is hope. And yeah. all that. I think, that, but they have come back to earth a bit and we have come to that realisation that they are a plucky, hmm. not very good team. And, and that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. I, I don't see the point in putting Kyler Murray back in unless it's to inflate his trade value. Yeah, that's the only reason I can think. You know. Yeah, I, I don't see any other reason. I think it would be healthier for the team in general if you just kept playing Josh Dobbs. Yeah. And just just said, look, we're building here. We're building something, and this is you know, this is this is how we tank. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward kind of game to be mm-hmm. brutally honest um, which you know it makes me feel a bit sad but um, I think the Seahawks will live, will pull away um, just <laughs> convincingly as we would have expected at the start of the season so yeah. um, I mean they'll come good you know Gino will settle down yeah. defensive line will settle down it'll be fine I'm sure um so yeah, probably going to go with Seattle win, probably thirty-one yep. seventeen. Nice. Okay. Uh, Alan, where are you going? Not really got much to add. Yeah, the Seahawks' most impressive win against the Lions was back in week two. It's been a little bit, you know, iffy since then. Mm-hmm. Um, Holding the Bengals to 17 points, you think they've got a really good chance to win that game, but then they only scored 13 themselves. That the, the, the offense was a bit misfiring, but they should have. A, they, they are a better team than the Cardinals, still, all things said and done. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, especially when the Cardinals lost James Conner, and last week Joshua Dobbs was their leading rusher, they just couldn't get him going in the run game either. Um, yeah, there's, there's 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 not much going for the cards since they you know did that one the inexplicable one against Dallas where they just um, played way above their station. Or, yeah, it's one. I, yeah, I think it's. I can even James. It could be a pretty uninspiring game where the Seahawks just um, just you know sc- score a few points and then score a few more and just and just just don't always keep themselves. Ahead of the Cardinals, uh, let's go for a score of twenty-one thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phil. Uh, yeah, I'm going for a Seahawks win. Come on, <laughs> uh, Thirty to fourteen. Nice. I'm going for a Seahawks win as well. I kind of want to push myself to go for the cards. But I've gone for the card several times now, and the mm. fact that they've won one game says how well I've done there. So we're going to go with the Seahawks until the cards start winning more games. Speaking of winning games, two teams with a losing record. We have the Packers at the Broncos. I don't know why I felt like I wanted to mention that, but I really did want to mention it. So let's go with it. Packers have been disappointing since uh, an opening game against the Chicago Bears where they dominated. They've since been pretty mediocre, really. Uh, they're up against a Broncos team that also haven't set the world on fire except against the chicago bears i wonder if there's a theme there um anyway these two teams who beat the chicago bears dominated the chicago bears uh, play each other this week in what can only be described as uh, a lackluster affair i would imagine that being said things might be a good game for Rashawn gary who i think is going to uh probably 
be in Russell Wilson's face for the majority of the game. James, our resident Broncos fan, how do you feel about this one? Gary terrifies me. Um, mm. he, he He's having probably the best season of his career. So <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Win percentage and pressure rate. Yeah. Um, the offense is better. If you look at Russell Wilson's counting stats, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But I ain't fooled. <laughs> I ain't fooled. The product is not what was promised and not what was sold to us. And mm. the offense doesn't seem to have very many answers. Um, it, it's just not working. And it sounds awful to say this, right? But I'm massively disappointed by our receiver group. Yeah. I'm really, really disappointed by the performance and the consistency from a group of players that essentially on paper should be a top 10 trio in the yeah. NFL. In fact, you know, if you bother to play Marvin Mims, you know, a top, a top, top 10 quartet, mm. you know, because you think about the skill sets, you've got Jerry Judy, who is, you know, liquid separation and like Tim Patrick who is injured but great um, and yeah. suddenly he's just big um, and Marvin Mims who's fast but it should it should work and it just doesn't Yeah, and we can paper over the cracks with Javante Williams and Jaleel McLaughlin and Samar J.P. Ryan all we want mm. but um, at some point I need to see Sean Payton come up with some real schematic answers that make things easier and simpler and mean that we are able to stay have coherent drives that eat clock or that and that we're also able to generate regular explosive plays ahead of the curve rather than in an effort to keep pace it's just mm. i need to see better it's just and i mean the defense is what the defense is okay but like demari mathis has been disappointing this year yeah um i am glad we're at least giving jonathan cooper and nick benito a chance to sort of show what they can be as pass rushers and so far I've actually been very very pleased by the results with them, particularly Jonathan Cooper I think it's really really good and Benito has played well above his draft stock but the overall taste for me I just, I I can't believe it's not better, I just can't believe it's not Mm. better Mm -hmm. And, and I'm sure that Packers fans feel the same when they look at their quarterback um, who has an accuracy problem? Mm-hmm. It really does. By the way, but I'll let someone else speak on that. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm just going to nod and smile on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Packers. I mean, Jordan Love is probably not the guy I think they thought he was. Um, mm. Packers fans are used to a certain standard at quarterback, and he's not probably not that. He's good, but he's probably not that. <sighs> Alan, what do you reckon? So, all the talk about the Broncos' offense and Russell Wilson, what I want to know is how is this defense falling off a cliff so badly? Mm. They're last in the league in yards, giving up last in the league in points, giving up 33 points a game. So, yeah, Jordan mm. Love, Packers haven't scored 24 points, haven't scored more than 24 points since week one against the Bears. And Jordan loves last in the league in completion percentage. But they've got, looks like they're missing Aaron Jones a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they've got Christian Watson back healthy. They've got Romeo Dubs. And they're going against this Broncos defense. This is who you want if you're the Packers looking to get, looking to looking to have a bit of a get right game. 
Sorry, sorry, James, but it's I, I have lost all confidence in this Denver Broncos defense. Yeah. Even if Russell Wilson comes, suddenly has a match, <clears throat> they 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 could they could still lose in a shootout. Um, it's going it could be an interesting one. It could be close for that reason. Uh, if Jordan Love comes out and is not good, um, then you know it it, it it could mean the game would be close. But I I think. I think the Packers have the offensive weapons to 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 show up what has been one of the biggest weaknesses in this Broncos team so far this season. Yeah. Phil? <sighs> yeah, this... This is a the meh bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Packers have got enough to overcome this seriously dysfunctional Denver team. Um, the offense hasn't really improved at all under mm-hmm. Peyton. We, we 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 thought, oh, you know, well, there was definitely a school of thought that thought, you know, Hackett was the biggest problem there, yeah, and that Peyton will get the best out of Russell Wilson, and he'll, you know, improve. But that just just hasn't really happened at all. It's not as like dysfunctional as it was last year yeah. but it's still just it's not doing much it's not getting you up and down the field it's no. it's it's uncreative it's unimaginative and it's yeah. very limited uh the defense should be better but yeah. it's just not clicking at all as as evidenced by the fact that the dolphins managed to put up 70 points yeah i mean if you've got a good defense, you don't let them score seventy. No, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's just you just don't. So mm. it's clearly just not functioning properly. And as such, I think the Packers, whilst they haven't been brilliant, they have showed moments where they've been quite good. The defense has looked okay at times. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love is not—he's not great, but he's not bad. No, you know, he's—he's he's definitely a step up. Um. There, yeah. I, I I don't think Denver. I can't see Denver either getting enough points to win, or no. stopping Green Bay often enough to win. No, I agree. Let's get a score them, Phil. What are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with a Packers win, mm-hmm. twenty-four to twelve. Nice. I'm going Packers win as well. Let's go twenty-one to ten. I know it's pretty close to what you just said. Uh, Alan, where are you going? Packers twenty-eight twenty. And James, uh, Packers twenty-seven ten. Okay, then next up we have the Chargers at the Chiefs. God, this game should have been brilliant. <laughs> now it's not Chiefs have been playing well enough to get them five wins this season which is no mean feat the Chargers have been playing well enough to uh, stop them from winning anything near the five games that they probably could have won if they'd have just done the right thing at the right time but uh, I think the Chiefs Chargers probably, gonna charge her. they really are Justin Herbert's playing pretty good football at the moment but this Chiefs team I think are about to decimate the charge on both offense and defense I think they are better coached I think they have more talent and I just think they're a better team in general. Uh, Alan, what do you reckon? Yeah. Um, Brandon Staley, for me, uh, should should now be on the hot seat because mm. 
oh, talk all you want about Joe Lombardi and not getting the most out of Justin Herbert um, in the offence. Herbert's been playing really well and he's yep. been down by his defence. Uh, just looking at some stats now, 30th in the league in yards per play allowance, 27th in defensive success rate. And you've seen where Justin Herbert has played well and just not been able to overcome the you know the points that they're spotting teams. Um, again, for someone who was who came, came over as supposedly a defensive, one of the bright defensive minds coming coming from the Rams, it's that's mostly on him. Uh, Chiefs have been less than convincing in offense, but their defense has been really good. Trent, you know, um, Trent, Trent yeah. McDuffie is is turning oh, yeah, one, yeah. one great corner, uh, turning a great corner. So. I think it's a tough matchup for Chargers um, in terms of one, you've got a bad defense, and Patrick Mahomes is rolling it in town. That's not good news. And and two, you're coming up against a defense who, which, which is pretty good. So you're going to have to, you know, work work. It's not a great matchup on either side of the ball for them. And and the Chargers should be a better team than this. But until I see it from them, um, I'm yeah, again, I'm I'm kind of out on them for now. Yeah. Totally agree. Phil, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think this Chiefs team is the the, the the struggle they're having is that their their receiving talent isn't great. The, the sort of the Sky Moore Kadarius Tony thing hasn't quite worked out. Sky Moore's been very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they've still got Patrick Mahomes. They've still got Travis Kelsey, and their defense is playing out of its mind. Yep. Um, which is more than enough to beat a Chargers team that isn't firing on all cylinders and is more than enough to keep them pretty much at the top of the AFC because they're the Chiefs. Yep. They are the new Patriots. That's what they are. They're just gonna they're just gonna get to the <laughs> they're just gonna get to the AFC championship game year after year and we're gonna get sick of it. Yeah. Going to? <laughs> <laughs> they already are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the only difference is their coach is more personable. <laughs> I think they're both uh, as dry as each other, though. Like in terms of humor, <laughs> I think they've got very similar humor. Yeah. I think Mike McDaniel is sneaking into that party as well. By the way, I, I love Mike McDaniel. Too, yeah. We'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, um, yeah, they're just—I mean, it's a. An elite quarterback, an elite tight end, and they're going to get to the AFC Championship. They, they are. They're the new Patriots. There you go. That's what they are. Yeah. Um, the Chargers are going to charge her yeah. forever and ever. Charger, 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 charger. I can weirdly see this one being close, but, but also not at the same time. So imagine. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be close, and then the Chargers are going to poop themselves. I can see and the then... Chargers going down seven points in this one, and then everyone thinking, "Well, that's the Chargers done." Like they like the most insurmountable seven points you would ever hope for. Yeah, that that's how yeah. I, I I feel this one might. Yeah, they'll they'll be behind in by one score, but yeah. you just know there's no it's way like, they're going to make well, it this up. This is the game done, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but they're only behind by like four points. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. the Chargers. Yeah. So mm. when have they looked like scoring those four points? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, is very uh, much how I see this. Uh, James, I have a question for all of you. Okay. What do Kadarius Tony, Blaine Gabbert, Patrick Mahomes all have in common? I don't know. 
Super Bowl rings? None of them. No, mm-hmm. none of them. None of them have thrown a deep passing touchdown this year in spite of having thrown passes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. So on throws of 20-plus yards downfield, Patrick Mahomes is amazingly 8 of 23. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. For yeah. 278 yards. Wow. No touchdowns and three picks. My God. Wow. One of the worst deep ball throwers in the NFL so far this season. And that is not necessarily just him. That is <laughs> that that is wide receivers. Okay? This is not good. It's not good. If you look at his passer rating at like naught to ten, mm. his passer rating is exceptional. Yeah. Because that's where Travis lives. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's also where Pacheco occasionally is as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and from from behind the line of scrimmage, passer rating is exceptional, even at the intermediate levels of the field. Like obviously, it's Travis on an inbreaker. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's just you get past twenty yards downfield, and it's like outside left forty-five point eight passer rating between the numbers downfield thirty passer rating, outside right forty-five point eight. It's the worst deep ball throwing numbers of his entire career. And that is a function of their wide receiver group. And that is the one thing that scares the life out of me about the Chiefs. Yeah. So you're going for a Chargers win then, are you, James? Well, it's interesting you should say that, Daniel, because I'm just about to bring up the deep passing numbers for for, um, for the, the honourable member for Los Angeles, um, okay. Mr. Justin Herbert, who has... Just the one deep passing touchdown. <laughs> uh, his deep passing numbers aren't that amazing either, no. uh, but at least I've thrown one. Um, I think they both have wide receiver issues. I think outside of Keenan Allen with Mike Williams out, Quentin Johnston ain't that dude. Um, Joshua Palmer is going to have to carry some of that burden, which, you know, Joshua Palmer's a very hit and miss player. Mm. And I think the whole defense keep digging them it makes this a more difficult game than we would think just because of the way that the Chiefs defense is playing yeah by the way they're amazing yeah they're really good they're they're they're, they're the best unit on the team at the moment Spags's December defense is here and it's yeah. not even Halloween yeah agreed. it's amazing where are you going then James so, scores scores wise uh, I think this is actually going to be really boring Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what it says. So Chiefs twenty-one, uh, Chargers. What would be the most heartbreaking score? Twenty-one twenty to the Chiefs. Nice, Alan. Yeah, let's go. The Chiefs twenty-four seventeen. Nice and Phil. Uh, I'm going for a Chiefs win, twenty-three to eighteen. Nice. Let's rattle through these last two games, although this next one's excellent. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles lost their first game of the season last week, which is somewhat unsurprising. Uh, somewhat surprising, sorry. The concern there, though, really is how poorly the offense played. Um, they're up against a Dolphins team that are all offense all the time. This is going to be a problem. This team is elite. They are going to cause some serious problems. James, how do you see this one going? 
I liked how the Dolphins were resilient last week. Mm. And they just were suddenly able to overcome like 14 points. Mm. Just like in the blink of an eye, which was terrifying, by the way. Um, mm. Yeah, the Eagles uh, a bit dysfunctional on offense. The running game's great, but it's the passing game. I think they're trying to have too normal an offense. I think yeah. they just need to stick with kind of the simple answers they had last year. Yeah. Uh, not to insult Jalen Hurts, I just think it works. I think it works because a bit more freedom. I think um, the most exciting matchup is going to be that defense versus the Dolphins' offense. I don't know that the Eagles have the horses on the back end. That's my concern. Hmm. If the ball can be out within two and a half seconds, less than 2.6 seconds, the Dolphins can do that. I think this would be an easier, easier ask than we think, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think, yeah, and but that's the key thing. If they can get the ball out quickly and establish the running game, not just, but horizontally as well, to take some of the edge off of that interior pass rush to get, you know, the Jalen mm. Carters of this world, the Brandon Graham's thinking laterally about defending that wide zone, mm-hmm. then you limit how much they pin their ears back. And I think I, I don't like how those wide receivers match up against the Eagles defensive backfield, which is a good defensive backfield, mm. just ain't that fast. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Alan, what do you reckon? Yeah, it could be the game. It could be the game of the week, yeah, sure, um, yeah. or 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 it could be ugly because Mike McDaniel is diabolical. Like I've said before, it's yeah. just some of the things he's schemed up has just been mad genius. Um, the, I do fear for the Eagles in terms of how dysfunctional it's been on offence. They're going to have to keep up with the Dolphins. Now, not saying it's going to be 40 points each, but you know what What I mean is the Dolphins are going to score at, at least, what, 24 yeah. points-ish. And so the, um, the Eagles are going to have to... They're going to have to be efficient when they've got the ball. They're going to have to score... Um, because the dolphin, the you know Raheem Mostert's uh, all all the all, all the, the offenses that uh, you know obviously Tyreek Hill and Waddle getting Raheem Mostert's um, playing great. Uh, so the, the Dolphins could control the clock a little bit with the running game. That get yeah, um, five. Yeah, the Dolphins have five wins for a reason, um, yeah. and I think you know, the, the matchups are just slightly more in their favour, probably. Yeah, with it, with it, with it, with the exception of you know the, the Eagles front seven against that offensive line. I, I think yeah, the secondary and and it, the way that Miami will scheme up their offense to take advantage of of that and and mitigate that. Um, yeah, they're going to score more points than the Eagles, just I think in this one. Yeah, Phil. I like the Dolphins here I really do mm-hmm. they're playing with a lot of confidence especially I mean offensively more than anything else and the Eagles haven't looked super convincing they've won a bunch of games ugly and it kind of came a little bit unstuck for them against the Jets mm. Um. And I just, yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to put up enough points here. Yeah. Because I feel like the Dolphins, yes, the Eagles' defence is good, but the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel seems to have ways around things. Yeah. His, his brain works in funny ways, and he can see things that others can't. Yeah, they're also true, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I suspect, yeah, I, I like the Dolphins for this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's get some scores then, Phil. Uh, I've got the Dolphins winning 32 to 25. Nice. Alan? Dolphins 33-21. James? Dolphins 46, Eagles 30. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going high scoring as well. 37-30 to 30 to the Miami Dolphins for me. Right, last game. I don't think we need to spend too long on this because I think even without key pieces, the San Francisco 49ers, and it seems like they were short-term injuries anyway, so they might be back, should decimate the Minnesota Vikings. That's all I've got to say. Uh, Phil, what do you reckon? Yeah, this is not the week to be the Vikings. No, it's not, is it? I think I think the no. Niners are about to destroy them. Yeah, this is an angry Niners team pissed that they lost that last one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's true. And and I, I fully suspect it to, it's going to look that way. I think the, so the, well. the score is going to look that way. The game is going to look that way. I, I think that, that if I was Minnesota, I'd just be like, yeah, cool. Move on to next week already. Let's start thinking about the next game rather than this one because there's this Vikings team has been poor yeah. so far this year. I struggle to think what they can do against the Niners defense as well because the Niners <laughs> yeah. defense has been excellent this year as well. So the the Vikings had a good record last year based on the fact they were beating bad teams by single score games yeah. and getting lucky in a few places. But every time they played anybody decent, they lost. And now they're losing those single-score games, and now they're about to play somebody decent, so they're probably going to lose. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I just, yeah, no. Alan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think any hope the Vikings had of beating reasonably good teams, that died when Justin Jefferson went on. 100%, yeah. um, Uh 49ers are just too strong everywhere. Um, they're going to get after. They're going to get after Kirk Cousins. They're going to they're going to score their points on this Vikings defense. Mm. Uh, it could be it could be ugly this one. Yeah. Um. What with or with or without um Christian McCaffrey? Because I think the the Shanahan um, much like Mike McDaniel, you know the the 49ers run game. While McCaffrey raises it to a whole different level. Yeah. They're really effective without him still, whether it's Jeff Wilson or whether, I'm sorry, he went to the Dolphins, whether it's um, Elijah Mitchell uh, or whoever steps in for them, they can still run the ball. Uh, And um, and without Samuel, they've still got um, some weapons at wide receiver as well. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. James, wrap this up. Brandon Ayuk is playing out of his skin. Debo will play, Trent Williams will play. Hmm. No Christian McCaffrey, though. I'm guessing. No, but the Niners weren't renowned for having a bad running game before they had him. Nope. They were renowned for having an amazing one that could destroy the Packers in the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, I just want to see if the Vikings are going to be absolutely crazy with their defense. They're, they're probably like hmm. cover zero with 50% of their snaps yeah. or blitz 80% of the time, like they did the other week. Um, I'm going to go Niners 38, Vikings 10. Oh, yep. I can see that happening. Alan? Yeah, I was going to, going to go for something almost identical. 35, 10. I'm going Niners uh, slightly less going. 27, 7. Phil? 
Uh, nine is 29-13. Yeesh. Right. With that, that is week seven in the books. Enjoy it. Come join us on the Discord. It's the pin tweet on our Twitter, at Gridiron Gents. And you can discuss all the game day happenings on there as well. Uh, once again, if you want to tweet, at Gridiron Gents. If you want to email us, hello chaps at gridirongentsman.com. Uh, Phil, if people want to get hold of you, where can they get hold of you? Uh, you can get hold of me on Twitter at KnucklesHeavy7, and you can get hold of me on Instagram at PhilKnuckles, or on the Discord, where I am also around. Excellent. Uh, Alan, if people want to get hold of you, where can they get hold of you? Just come on the Discord. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, let's just do that. Yep. And James? Come to the Discord. Bingo. With that, we are going to go now. Thank you for listening. Back next week with a couple more pods. Thank you and goodbye.